live from AT&T Stadium in Dallas, Texas. This is the Soul Man Sessions, hosted by Blake Williams and Matt Crump, where we talk about the country, sports, and music. And we will get that started right about now. Hey, Matt, how's it going, buddy? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. How about you? Oh, I'm good. So, we're doing this. It's our first episode. Hey, let's get into it. We got a top headline for today. Biden presidential poll, approval rating poll, has just come out today. And it is below average. That's not good. It is not good. His approval rating is below 50% in the new National Gallup poll, according to Fox News. And that is lower than... Even Bill Clinton, lower than George Bush's first poll, lower than Obama's first poll, and lower than Trump's first poll. Interesting. Obama was actually up in the 60s, I believe. 60% approval rating in his first month in office. Yeah. yeah, yeah but yeah. Biden is at 49% approval rating. And 36% actually say they disapprove of what he's doing, and I'd have to agree with the 36% there. And just look at the uh, one of the first laws he signed into <clears throat> action concerning the biological men can now perform in women's sports if they identify as a woman. Pretty remarkable. In my opinion, I think that's the most stupidest thing anyone could think of. Like, why the heck would you have a man... So, it's kind of like saying this. Say there's a state championship track meet, and a guy's like, okay, I didn't qualify. F it. I'm going to qualify. I'm going to identify as a woman. I'm going to qualify, and I'm going to win the state championship. Like, mm -hmm. how stupid is that? That's so unfair. And that's so like Biden to do that. Because I bet he's got a little transgender at home. <laughs> I wouldn't say it's so much Biden doing it or pushing it. It's the people behind him. Biden's just the, the master of puppets. Puppets. It's a good Metallica song, but uh, it's it's all the it's all the new radicals on the left. You have AOC, you have Ilhan Omar, who her he, she actually married her brother so she could get into this country, and that that's that's another thing we could talk about next time. But uh, you have all these young new radicals on the left, and they're trying to push this new agenda, which uh, is actually geared towards socialism if you think about it. But uh. It's a crazy thing. But what I wanted to talk about today is uh, is this illusion that the left has created. And it's been going on for about a year now, going into last summer with the whole George Floyd thing. Mm -hmm. And the whole thing about race took off. And they're saying that there's this huge race war in America, unlike what we've seen since the Civil War. And... If you really look at what's happening, they're blaming everything on law enforcement and you name it. But it's this whole illusion they're creating that there's a race war. There's really not a race war. If you look back at the Civil War, you had the Ku Klux Klan. We're literally finding black people and burning them and hanging them up in trees and beating them until they died. I mean, you name it. But nowadays, we don't see that. We just have... What happened to be a, it was a tragedy what happened to George Floyd. But you see, you see things like that when it's a black cop on a white male and you have nothing. It's so one-sided and they're creating this illusion because they want to hide what's really going on in the country. It's not really a race war that's going on, it's a class war. And uh, what I mean by class war is you got your upper class, your middle class, and your lower class. And uh, this whole socialist movement is trying to erase the middle class because that's what socialism is. You don't have a middle class in a socialist country like Venezuela, for example. You just have the rich and you have the poor. And the poor are going to do what the rich want you to do because they have nothing. And so... What is happening in today's in this country today, you have these billionaires like Bill Gates, you have Jeff Bezos, George Soros, I mean the list goes on, but these billionaires are behind the scenes running the big tech companies, they're running 
<clears throat> uh, even Bill Gates, for example, his input on the virus and what goes because of what he says is so strong. But you think about it, he's not a scientist. He didn't go to school to be a scientist. He doesn't know the facts like the scientists do. Why is why is, why are we listening to Bill Gates about this whole plan and mm -hmm. what are, what we're trying to do? So if you look at it, it's all it's Jeff Bezos. He's one of the richest men to ever live on this planet. He owns Amazon. The things he's doing. Uh, Jack Dorsey, the CEO of Twitter, censorship of all this stuff deleting the former president's account permanently. It's just the whole illu illusion being created by the left and by the billionaires to, in the end, if, <clears throat> their, their end goal is to uh, eliminate the middle class. And uh, they're running the country into this, what they want it to be, a socialist country. And this illusion that they're creating helps them stay rich and helps them to continue what they're doing, which is eliminate the middle class. I mean, just look at Bernie Sanders. He's he's one of the top minds in the... He was one of the top minds in the Democrat platform going into this election, but he criticized these billionaires. And uh, you know Bernie, he wants to tax the rich very heavily, and uh, they didn't like that. And that's why... Cause it was between Bernie and Biden for the Democratic nomination, and Biden pulled through... With the help, with the help of big tech, and with the help of all these billionaires, because Bernie wanted to tax them. He didn't like how much money they had, and how much power they had, and he's smart for that. But that's why you don't see much news about Bernie Sanders anymore, because you have uh, all these, all the censorships going on, and uh, it's a very un-American thing that's happening. But this whole race war, to go back to the beginning here, the whole race war, the illusion. That it, there's this mad, terrible race war in America is just to keep your eye off the fact that there's really a class war going on. And you're, if you're a middle class family, if you're a middle class American, you need to be worried about it because your livelihood is at stake. Your jobs are being taken away and you're being censored because you, you uh, want to think for yourself. And if you think for yourself, it's a bad thing now. So you, we got to be careful. We got to we got to watch what's going on behind the scenes, and not take all that we're uh, being told by the media. Mm -hmm. Yep. So right. Well, I think that's gonna do it for the politics. Mm -hmm. Great, great, great saying, Matt. It's one thing we really gotta worry about. Mm -hmm. Well, we're gonna jump in in a second to maybe one of my favorites. Segments. Some sports, huh? Some sports. That's, That's it why up we're here. Sports. That's why we're here. And we'll see you do that.
sports fans. This is a sports talk on the Soul Man Sessions. We're going to kickstart into maybe not really a sport, but this past Sunday was the Royal Rumble, and me and Matt are big wrestling fans. Isn't that right, Matt? That's right. I'd, I'd count it as a sport. More than soccer. It's sports well, entertainment. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's more entertaining than soccer, so that's, that's it. It is. But the winner came out for the men's Royal Rumble. We don't care about the women's. Sorry, ladies. But Yeah, that was, was, that was too long. The it was too long. Rumble, I lost interest after... All the good-looking ones went over the top ropes. <laughs> yeah. Just Tony Storm, rest in peace. Tony Storm. <laughs> um, but Edge came out and won the Royal Rumble. He started out as number one, lasted number one. through 29 other men, and won. But there was amazing returns. Oh, yeah. Like Carlito. Um, he was one of my favorites growing up. Um, who else? The Hurricane. That was Hurricane that man, sucked. Yeah. Like, I'm going to be honest, that freaking sucked. But Christian came back to help out Edge, I guess. Mm -hmm. Maybe set up for the win. I called that one. Yeah, I, he actually called Carlito, too. And he called one of my favorites. He called Kane, Kane coming back. Kane is one of my favorites. I didn't think I Kane was going to come back until you just saw the fire popping up. Big number 18. That was his 18th Royal Rumble appearance as well. Yeah. He came out as 18. I think Vince McMahon had something popping there. Oh, yeah. And I, I believe I read uh, Kane has the most eliminations in the history of the I Royal think he Rumble. might be tied with Braun Strowman. Maybe, I don't because know. after the greatest Royal Rumble, he did have 15 eliminations. Maybe. And that's who came out number 30, which I really wanted The Rock to come back. Because him and Roman Reigns have been beefing a lot. Yeah. But the overall pay-per-view was pretty decent. Like, Roman Reigns, for some reason, came out on top in the last man standing match against Kevin Owens. That was a good I match. don't know how that happened. You you were jumping up and down, screaming like... Oh, I was like, let's go, man. Kevin. Let's go, Kevin. Because we, we were out in our common room in Matt's dorm, and we just had a bunch of people watching it. And our friend Tate was like, this is pissing me off. <laughs> He's like, this is pissing me off. That was a good match, though. I hit Kevin Owens off the forklift on the and that, tables. And, that was something. And then... Kevin Owens got up when he freaking got um, hit by a golf cart. Yeah, that, yeah, was, that, that was, was nuts. Cool too. But uh, overall, I would give the Royal Rumble pay-per-view 7 out of 10. It was good. But a big thing that just happened in this past week, well, we kind of knew it was going to happen, but we didn't know he would go to this team. In the past recent week, Matthew Stafford had parted ways with the Detroit Lions. He did. And I thought, okay, he's going to go to the Bears. We're going to get another quarterback. <laughs> Mitchell Trubisky's gone. We're getting him. And then he gets picked up by the the Rams. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, him and Jared Goff, the dynamic duo. Hold on a second. Jared Goff just got traded to the Lions. He's gone. He's gone. You can hit the road, Jack, and don't you come back no more. Oh, yeah. I was <clears throat> I was surprised that the Rams would want Matthew Stafford. I don't like him. He's not, he's not I, that good. Matthew Stafford, in one of my opinion, is one of the greatest quarterbacks to be on the suckiest team ever. <laughs> he did so much for that team. He got into the playoffs like twice, but who cares? He did so much for that team. Mm. And I just think he's a first ballot Hall of Famer, man. I don't. I wouldn't go that far. No, I wouldn't <laughs> go that far. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that. Well, other good news: the Stars won in the past days. But who cares about hockey? Oh, wait, I do. Let's jump into hockey. That makes one of us. <laughs> the Stars, oh, man, where do I begin? They suck even though they're 4-1. Oh, man. Didn't, weren't they in the finals last year? They were in the Stanley Cup finals, mm -hmm. and then they got beat by the Lightning. Lightning are good. Yeah, but my favorite team is the Blackhawks, and we barely got in the playoffs last year. If it wasn't for COVID, we would not be in the, we would not have been in the playoffs. <laughs> ah, but, like, sports, man. What you going to do about them? Yeah, yeah. What do you think about uh, the old Pittsburgh Steelers, huh? Do you think uh, oh, man. they're going to ride? I know why you're asking me you this. Do you think they're going to ride Ben Roethlisberger one more year? Oh, I think you should just leave. He's not worried. He, I think Matthew Stafford get in the Hall of Fame before Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> no, no. Big Ben is 100% better than Matthew ben, Stafford. Ben big, ben big Ben can suck my Big Ben, dude. <laughs> big Ben is a first ballot Hall of Famer. No, Matthew Stafford is going to get there before him. No, Ben's got that. two rings. That doesn't mean anything okay. unless you're Tom Brady. Oh, so his uh, six soon-to-be seven rings are... Oh, let's jump into that. This Sunday is the Super Bowl, ladies and gentlemen. And 
when we repost this, it will be the day of Super Bowl. It will be Super Bowl Sunday. Yes. And you will see Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs winning their back-to-back Super Bowl. I guarantee it. Oh, guarantee it, huh? I guarantee it. We'll see about that. I, I got Brady winning at home. He's going to win number seven. On our Instagram, the the Soul Man Sessions. Why do I keep saying that? The Soul Man Sessions. <laughs> We're going to have a poll that's going to say, who do you think will win the Super Bowl? Bucks or Chiefs? Go vote on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And then we'll re- re- review the results on the next podcast. And uh, let's Buc- hope y'all pick the right one. They will. They'll pick the Bucks. For now, we're going to jump into one, maybe one of my least favorite segments, <laughs> Blake's Talk Show. So, I lied. Um, Blake's Tall Tales will not be in a separate segment. It will actually be in our next segment, which is with our special guest. Stay tuned for that. I'm a bad boy, because I don't even miss her. I'm a bad boy for breaking her heart. And we're back. And man, we have a special treat for you. We do. Coming back. Well, it's actually his first appearance on the podcast. He is part of the Cisco College baseball team. He is out with an injury, with a back injury right now. But he decided to take his time out of his day to come on our podcast. Welcome in. Big Maple, all the way from Canada, Ryan Magic. How you doing, Ryan? Good. How's it going, boys? Good, good. It's good, good. Glad you're here. So tell yeah. us, tell us about your uh, back injury. What's what's going on there? Oh man, it's been giving me trouble since the fall, dude. I've been grinding away, kind of mm-hmm. trying to get it better and playing through it. But it comes down to the time where I might have to have some surgery to get some uh, <clears throat> get everything fixed up on it. But really? you know, hopefully we can get back playing soon. And, how, how, long is, how long is the recovery time for that surgery? Oh, we're talking four to six weeks here. Four to six weeks. Yeah, and then we yeah. get and back. And what week are we in right now? Like two. We're, yeah, three. we're in week two here doing rehab exercises, kind of. Yeah. I don't want that. So Actually, we'll get back soon. Ryan comes in the training room and tells about time. Yes, I do. I work on him. Not really, but sometimes. He tries. For those who don't know, your host, Blake Williams, he is a trainer here at Cisco College. And, boys, if you did not know, Matt co-host is actually a baseball player at Cisco College. How about that? How about that? So, Matt, what's it like living in... Not Matt. Ryan. (laughs) What's it like living in Canada? Oh, Canada's (laughs) great. I mean, I like the U.S. a bit better because the weather is a lot nicer, but, I mean, it's safe. um, Got good people. um, Lots to do, and I mean... Like I said, it's pretty cold, so I like it better down here, but there's a lot of good points. Can't beat the U.S. of A, baby. Yes, sir. That's right. So, I actually have a question I've been wanting to ask you, well, a Canadian for a while. What's the difference between the serving sizes here in in Canada? Oh, man, it's it's crazy. I can go get some fast food and I want, and I'll order order a, a medium, and it'll be a an extra small. Or in here, I go order an XL, and it'll be a... Or here I'll go order a medium, it'll be an extra large. So it's quite the different sizes, and, and uh, you see why it's uh, you can see that big effects. of a change. You can see the effects, too. <laughs> <laughs> we got some XL people here in America. Yes, sir. <laughs> big 300. Yeah, I, I took a look at the size of those extra large glasses. Oh, my God. I couldn't drink all that if I tried. No, I'll see. Yep. Yeah. So, like, what's the sports like in Canada? Like, I know they're pretty much the same here, except... There's not a football team there. Yeah, I mean, high school sports, we play, we play, we got bad, we got good basketball, football, not really baseball, that's why a lot of the baseball players come down here and play in the U.S., but football is really good, uh, the colleges there are pretty competitive. And yeah, there's like one college get, football team I heard, it's like SN, SNU, something like that, I don't SNU, know. No, I've never heard of that one, but we got, we've got University of Toronto, they're really good, and we got Laval, uh, we got University of Laval, McGill, McGill's really good, those are in uh, Quebec, and never heard of them and, and U of Ottawa and those are some good ones to go to but uh, yeah get some good scholarship out there and some good football so you guys got that Canadian Football League too right oh yeah the CFL yep. how many yep. teams are in that uh, we got about three in Ontario yeah roughly about eight eight, eight to ten Saskatchewan. teams Saskatchewan is my favorite Saskatchewan man are they the Eskimos no uh, yeah Edmonton Eskimos Edmonton yeah. Eskimos yeah but I like the CFL freaking 110 yard field, like I know it's it's different. I, that's what I thought. I was like, I was, I was like, damn, they got a different different dimensions on there than America. But 
Yeah, it's uh, like six man football and crack, dude. With eleven people. <laughs> I never really watched football too much, but you know. Yeah, yeah but it is fun to go to the odd game. Yeah, but they hey, you got the Maple Leafs in they're, Toronto. You got the Raptors. Hockey, yeah. They, they that's baseball. They got a bunch of hockey teams. Oh yeah, yeah, we got a bunch of hockey teams. You got got the got the pro league, the OHL. You got uh, the, I, live, I live pretty close to a few of the, the other teams there. So CHL, you got yeah, we got the CHL that goes all throughout Canada. And then you got the you always got the World Juniors, and then when the World the World Cup of Hockey comes around every four years, you got that. Mm-hmm. That's a good one too. You got yeah. a bunch of NHL players that are originated from Canada, like all. Like, oh, tons of NHL players like Jonathan Tays, um, Sidney Crosby, Crosby yeah. all them. Yeah, they they come from pretty small towns. I know that, and it's crazy to see where they're at now in the league. Yeah. We got Wayne Gretzky. Wayne Gretzky lives uh, lives pretty close to where I live, where I do exactly. So yeah. it's awesome. Great one. One. Great, great one, great one, hell yeah, yeah. One of the greatest of all time. Well, you know who's not the greatest of all time? It's me. Coming driving. Oh, drive! Yeah, driving is not your oh, strong God. suit. So we got a story to tell, I believe. Who's gonna tell it though? Oh man. Oh, how about we let our guests tell it? Oh, story? go ahead. I can do that. And uh, I was we went out to practice one day, and you know we're having we were having a good day. It was a good day overall, good day. and and I was it was a beautiful day out, and we got done with practice. Thank God, earlier than later. You oh, know, yeah. usually, usually. <laughs> Thank God, and and at this time I was a football manager, so just keep that in mind for the story. And uh, so we got. Um, we got done with practice, got our shoes on, got walking back up, and uh, I head to the locker room. I get changed. I come out the locker room, and I see a massive dent in my bumper. I'm like, all right, what the hell is going on? Who, who did this right now? I'm like, you know what? I do remember the car that was parked closest to me, and it was a bright burgundy Nissan Frontier. And, mm-hmm. you know, I was like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to do some investigating, see what I can do, and get to the bottom of this. And Who's who's dealing? Who's doing this to my car? You know, and see if I can get it fixed ASAP. So. And the thing is, when that, when you got up to your car after practice, that there was just a dent. There wasn't any notes or anything left behind. To was there? I was pretty disappointed about that. Actually, yeah. you know, no uh, <laughs> no indication of of who did what and who kind of. I was pretty upset about that, but you know, we, we we got to the bottom of it, and who knows if Blake learned his lesson. But you know, I guess we'll keep trying, keep trying. So. Yeah, I hit his car. I did. I thought I had more room. Yeah, he got lucky. Yeah, he got really lucky. He didn't have any more room. He was a couple inches into the bumper. And then, funny story. To this day, there's always somebody. Well, I forgot his name. Weston Wall. Weston. Always says, "Hey, should have left a note." Should have left a note. If you guys were out there and you hit a car accidentally and you had to run somewhere, would you at least leave a note if you left a mark in there? Leave that down in our poll. We will be putting on our Instagram soon. Also, we're making an Instagram. Yeah. Who knew? Who knew? Well, it should be out by the time this gets out. Yeah. Follow the handle at the Soul Man Sessions One Two Three. Soul Man Sessions. There probably one, doesn't two, need three. to be a one, two, three. Well, there's going to be a one, two, three. How about just Soul Man Sessions? We'll figure it out. Uh, yeah. But Ryan, follow the Soul Man Sessions with uh, the determining characters. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. There's more to this story now. Oh. Oh. It's, it's just getting good now. <laughs> Magic, you remember uh, how it turned out to be, Blake? How that? How you figured out that it was Blake? Do you remember that part? I think I should tell that part. Yeah, I don't. I don't quite remember that part. Let's hear it from you, Blake. Yeah. So me and Matt go to this college ministry at this church, at this church called Mountaintop, and it's the ministry is called Merge. It's for college and young adults, and we just go have a good time, worship, small groups, you know, the usual. And Matt comes up to me. He's like, "Hey, one of our buddies got cars got hit today, mm-hmm. and we, and someone." said there was a red, red Nissan Frontier by it, which I know you drive. Is there any way you hit the the, the car? And I was like, ah, I was hesitating for a little bit. I was like, it was me. It was me. <laughs> Actually, was like, to add to this, what, <clears throat> what I remember is knowing in the back of my mind, Ryan had told me, hey, I saw a red Nissan Frontier by it. I told him, oh, I know who that is. <laughs> and so I remember seeing you at Merge and saying, Hey, one of our kids' uh, cars got hit today. Do you know? Any, did one of the football players hit it? Do you know anything about it? 
but I, I already knew he hit it. <laughs> and so that's when he hesitated. He hesitated before I even told him it was him. So I was, in, <laughs> I was seeing if he was going to lie or not. Too. And I didn't. I came but clean. After, after <laughs> a long thought, he, he came clean. I did clean. a long he thought. Did. And then here's the funny part. I was like, okay, call him right now. Call him or FaceTime him. Mm-hmm. Ain't no funny part about this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I FaceTimed Ryan on the phone. And he beheld his eyes upon Blake. That's the guy's first impression of the guy that hit his car. Yep. <laughs> I've never seen a face so red. <laughs> oh, he was. And he people was, that have known me, people that strip. know me, my face is always red, but it was brighter than a freaking tomato. A ripe tomato, not a green one. A very red, a very red tomato. Yeah. Red tomato. And, I, and, I, and I questioned him. I was like, you know, Blake, I was like, I heard, uh, heard from one of the buddies that uh, he hit the car and. So, so it did happen, and, and, he, and he's like, yeah. He's like, oh, do you want me to pay for any of the damages? And I'm like, well, you know, we, uh, me and Maddie ended up uh, going out there with a few tools and getting it all fixed up. So um, uh, I, think you're, I think you're good, but uh, be careful just, next was, time. Be careful, and, you know, it was just that, uh, it was just that Canadian to me, you know. And then that nice. that's what started a beautiful friendship. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. some sort of friendship anyway. <laughs> you know. Yeah, beautiful, not the word. Yeah. Well, Ryan, it was a pleasure. Real pleasure. Absolutely. Glad you guys uh, Glad you guys brought me on the show. You Anything know? else you want to say to the, the audience? Uh, well, you know, Canada is a beautiful place if you guys ever want to go visit. And um, it uh, it is a bit cold, so do layer up if you want to go in the winter. and Or go in the summer. Yeah, we're going to yeah, I don't know that is, but uh, have some. Uh, yeah, it's a great place to go and tons to do. So, yeah. All right, All right. that's well, gonna do it for our special guest Ryan Maple Leaf Magic. We'll see you next time. All right, fans, welcome back to Top Ten. Our top ten is gonna be new country music from 2020 to now. What's going to happen here is Matt, me and Matt are going to take turns listing our top 10. It's going to go 10. I'll say my 10. He'll say his 10, 9, 8, 7, 8, 7. You'll, you'll see, see how it works. You'll, you'll see, see the picture. I'm going to start off. My number 10 of the country music, new country music, would be Seven Summers by Morgan Wallen. I, I like that song because when I first came, like when it first came out, I was like, okay, I never really liked Morgan Wallen, but I'll give him another shot. He's like, Bro, this is the kind of song I listened to if I was like on the lake on the weekend. Like it just brought me happy. It just made me happy. That's why I like it. My number ten is gonna start off with a little bit of Jimmy Buffett. I didn't know Jimmy Buffett had any released, music. <laughs> last summer he released an album called Life on the Flip Side. It was a, it was a solid album. I haven't bought a Jimmy Buffett album in a long time, but I bought this one. And coming in at number ten for me is Slow Lane by Jimmy Buffett. A great, nice and easy kind of song. That's it's a, it's a windows down kind of song. And you're just going on and cruising. It's, it's fabulous. I might have to put that on my country playlist. Mm-hmm. And number nine, I'm gonna get a lot of hate from this probably from either Matt or from your viewers. To be loved by you by Parker McCollum. Before you say anything, yes, I know he's kind of turning into pop country. <laughs> just listen to the song. It's probably his last, probably his last good country song we'll ever hear. It's just really good. You've just gotta listen to it. It's one of those songs like you can actually go cruising to, and just be like, "To be loved by you," and just like, bam, that is a, such a good song. Sorry about my sucky singing, but that is just such a good song. I could write a better song with my left hand than Parker. Oh, oh shut up. <laughs> my number nine. We're gonna go. Something could happen by Tom Petty. Now, you might think Tom Petty's been gone for three years, but he released a couple months ago, I believe it was, he released his Wildflowers and All the Rest album. It was his original Wildflowers album, which came out in, the, I believe, 91. I could be wrong. But uh, it's those songs, and then All the Rest is the second part of that album that was going to be released back then as a double album, but it, they never got to it. And so here they are releasing it now. The Heartbreakers are releasing it, and it's, it's they were recorded back then with that Wildflowers album, and these songs are just amazing. And so, something could happen for me is number nine by Tom Petty. It's it's a classic. 
Yeah. Number eight, Dear Rodeo, featuring Reba McIntyre by go, Cody Johnson. Can't go wrong with Reba. Can't go wrong with Reba. Such a good song. It, all all it is is just you have the Dear Rodeo, and then where he gets into the last part, where he's like, Dear Rodeo, you just hear Reba McIntyre singing it. But then you see hear them singing together. It just brings tears, man. Like, it's beautiful. It's just amazing. I'm crying right now. Hey, but that's fine. You're, you're number no, um, no. eight, Matt. Number eight here. I'm going to go my first of two Chris Stapleton songs off of his new album, okay. Starting Over. Coming at number eight is Arkansas by Chris Stapleton. This is one of the greatest hard, hard, uh, I wouldn't say hard rock, country rock songs of the day right now. It gets me so pumped up. It makes you want to punch through a wall. It does. Great tune. Arkansas, Chris Stapleton, number eight. Well, why don't you punch through that wall right now, um, Matt? No, you can say you're number seven instead. <laughs> it is actually Hey Moon by Randall King. And Randall King is on the up and coming, folks. He's on the up and coming. He just performed at one of my favorite honky tonks. Probably go. I wish I could have gone and seen him, but it was like an hour and a half away. But Hey Moon. It sounds like I was a little. It sounds like a kind of like a neon moon kind of song. Like it's really good. Don't compare it to neon moon. No, it's like a neon moon type. I'm not saying it's like neon moon. It's like a neon moon type. Oh. Yep. Just because it says moon, or because it. No, because like... just listen to the song, Matt. Maybe you'll understand <laughs> what I'm talking about. Ah, uh, we'll see. Probably not. Number seven for me is Brothers Osborne. Muskrat Green is Ooh, the name of the song. That's a good one. Now this song, it doesn't have any words. But it really showcases how how great the Brothers Osborne band is. I mean, you got TJ on the guitar. I mean, it it is unbelievable what he can do with a six-string electric guitar. It, it it makes it talk. It's a great it's a great tune. Yeah, mine. But actually, it's the second Cody Johnson song on my list. Is Whoever's in New England, and it's actually a cover that was originally written by written and wrote and sung by. Reba McIntyre. Yeah. All I have to say is listen to the song. My number six is going to be from Willie Nelson's 2020 album, if you can believe he's still, he makes he makes a record every year. But I got Blue Star by Willie Nelson. Great song. That's in my honorable mention. It is a great song. It is it is a nice. It was one of Willie wrote two songs on his new new album with Buddy Cannon, longtime. Uh, uh, producer of Willie Nelson and Blue Star was one of the two and I'll tell you what it is such a beautiful peaceful song it, I mean it'll hit you let me look at my trusty handheld device for number number five and it is oh boy you are gonna be mad at me why you're gonna be asking Blake why isn't this in your top three what is it Blake it is Loving On You by Luke Combs I'm gonna tell you a story I went to this place in Abilene called Guitars and Cadillacs it's mm -hmm. like a Honky Tonk kind of bar, and this is actually one of the first songs I ever danced to a girl with. Oh boy! Oh my gosh! You she, gotta listen to this song. Was she loving on you? I wish I could say she was. <laughs> <sighs> my number five. We're gonna go a little bit bluegrass here. Sturgill Simpson is one of my favorite artists of all time, and he redid all a lot of his old songs, and he turned them into bluegrass because he's from Kentucky. And we all know that Kentucky Bluegrass is really good. Jesus Boogie by Sturgill Simpson. It may sound a little weird, but it is a phenomenally written piece by Sturgill. It captures what Jesus might have been feeling like while he was praying in the garden before he was taken into custody by the Roman officials. It is an amazing, it is one of my all-time favorite songs, and it's number five for me right now. Yeah, number four is actually the second Parker McCollum song on the list. Hopefully the last. It is, Matt. It is Young Man's Blues by Parker McCollum. Let's just say, go listen to the song. That's all I'm going to say. Again, go listen to the song. It'll change your life. Maybe one of them might out there listen, but I'm not going to listen to that one again. You're not, you're not going to listen to Young Man's Blues? Probably not. <laughs> Number four for me, we're going to go back to Chris Stapleton and his title track of his new album, Starting Over. It is a plain and simple stripped-down country song. What everyone loves in a country song, it is, it is this song. I mean, you have him singing, 
his voice is obviously great, but his wife with the harmony, you, you can't get much better than Chris and Morgan Stapleton singing together with an acoustic guitar and a little bit of drums by Derek Mixon. And man, it is, it is a great, great tune. Yeah, I think my number two, no, sorry, number three. three. Top three, here we go. Top three, Traveling Man by Zach Bryan. Zach Bryan is on the up and coming. You gotta go listen to him. See, one of our student audience members is shaking his head, yes. I don't see him shaking nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a good song. There's a, I love the harmonica. There's some good harmonica in Traveling Man. This is a great song. When I first heard it, I was like, man, I like it. I like it a lot. When I first heard my number three, man, I was so happy because it was actually the first release off of All the Rest by the Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. It's my second Tom Petty on my top ten, second and last. Number three for me is Confusion Wheel by Tom Petty. It's, I mean, it's a classic Tom Petty song. There's nothing much else to say about it. Yeah, yeah. Number two is going to be a Chris Stapleton song, and it's called Maggie's Song. Mm, that is a, that is a beautiful. It is a beautiful song. It's just so sad. Very sad. I'm just going to sum it up for you. It's about his dog dying. Super sad. It's it's not your average it's not your average dog dying country song like you think it is. It is beautifully written and beautifully played by Stapleton and his band. But his dog died. Matt, you're number two. <laughs> we'll go. We're gonna go back to Sturgill Simpson for number two off of his first bluegrass album, Cutting Grass Volume One. We're gonna go. I don't mind by Sturgill. He actually wrote this song and recorded it with his old old band named Sunday Valley. Not a lot of people know about Sunday Valley. It was more of a rock band. But uh, he went and he bluegrassified this one. And I'll tell you, you, you feel a lot of feelings when you hear this song. It is it is beautifully written and beautifully played by Simp Simpson and his uh, Hillbilly Avengers, as he liked to call his bluegrass mm. band. All right. Number one. Number one new country song is This Damn Song by Pico and the Rooftops. What a freaking piece of music, man. There's a lot of cussing in it and stuff, but it just it's just a good song. Like the way he puts his emotions into the song is just like wow. I feel like I could run through a brick wall, dude. Isn't it a depressing song? Who cares? I can run through a brick wall. <laughs> I wouldn't run through a brick wall if I was depressed. Well, it didn't make me depressed. Matt, you're number one. Number one right now. Who, who's who's on fire right now? Who's coming out with a triple album here in a few months? It is the one and only Chief, Eric Church. Trash. He's released. You're, you're unbelievable. Eric Church is one of the greatest country artists of all time when it's said and done. And he's on fire right now. And speaking of on fire, we're going to go number one. Heart on fire, <laughs> Eric Church. I don't know why you're laughing. That's funny. This was actually just released. You think he's last... the greatest of all time. But keep going. I didn't say that. You think he's one of the greatest of all time. He is. Keep going. <laughs> I didn't complain when you said you're number one. That's a good number one. <laughs> Heart on Fire, Eric Kurtz. It released last Friday off of his Heart album, which comes out April 16th, followed by his Soul album, which comes out April 23rd, I believe. But a heart on fire, I'll tell you what, it is an old school Eric Church song. It's got everything you everything you need in a country song, it's got it. Heart on fire, Eric Church. And you got Joanna Cotton on the background vocals. She sings beautifully with Eric Church in this song, like many others. Yeah. But Matt, we got a special treat now. Just because you said you're number one, we're gonna transition into our next, I guess, segment. And the jersey in and transition to our next segment. We're gonna play that song right now. I soak in my soul in gas and set in segment is going to be fire yeah. it is called shuffle music showdown good, good name what we're going to do is we're going to have we both have playlists 
we've already chosen, and they're pretty much all music. We're going to press the shuffle button, and one song's going to come from each of us. And then we're going to put that, those songs, in our Instagram, on our story, in a poll. And whoever wins that will get a point on our point system. We will do 12 weeks of points. And then the next 12 weeks will start a new something. But whoever wins those points will be the Grand Shuffle, Music Shuffle Showdown Champion. That's what I like to hear. All right. You ready? I'll go, go ahead, first. Go ahead, Blake. Shuffle your songs. Here we go. And the song is Take It All Back 2.0 by Judah and the Lion. Ooh, I actually like that song. It's like, take it all back, take it all back. I'm like, oh, what a song. You better hurry, Matt. We we got we got something doing. I can can I can say I've never heard of that song. Ooh, I got a classic. It's a Chris Stapleton tune. It is Either Way by Chris oh, Stapleton. That's a good one. From a Room Volume One came out Cinco de Mayo, 2017. This is a beautiful acoustic song by Stapleton that really shows his vocals. All right. Well, you've heard the songs. We're gonna put them on our poll. And we're going to play them for you right now.
us take it all back to one by Juden the Lion. Now, what are we about to listen to next, Matt? We're going to hear Either Way by Chris Stapleton. All right, here we go. Instagram about which song was better and we'll see the winner next Sunday when we post episode two. Now, this folks, I know you're about to be sad. It's our last segment of the episode. Before we get into our last one, I was like, thank you for listening. Thank you, thank you, thank you. This is gonna thing we're gonna be doing every Sunday. It's gonna be released at two. Right, Matt? Oh well, yeah. <laughs> well, what's our next segment, Matt? Well, we're going to get into the Word of, of God right now, and we're going to end on a good note. All right. This is now time for Matt's Bible Stories. Take it away, Matt. We're going to be in the book of Luke today, one of the four Gospels in the Bible. We're going to be reading from chapter 18, the first few verses. It's a parable. 
I'm going to read it, and then we'll talk about it. All right. Luke 18, the parable of the persistent widow. This is in the New Living Translation. One day, Jesus told his disciples a story to show that they should always pray and never give up. There was a judge in a certain city, he said, who neither feared God nor cared about people. A widow of that city came to him repeatedly saying, Give me justice in this dispute with my enemy. The judge ignored her for a while, but he finally said to himself, I don't fear God or care about people, but this woman is driving me crazy. I'm going to see that she gets justice because she is wearing me out with her constant requests. Then the Lord said, Learn a lesson from this unjust judge. Even he rendered a just decision in the end. So don't you think God will surely give justice to his chosen people who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? <clears throat> I tell you, he will grant justice to them quickly. But when the Son of Man returns, how many will he find on the earth who have faith? That is Luke 18, 1 through 8. That's a good parable <clears throat> Jesus told. It's about never giving up if you're a uh, child of God. You never should give up in prayer, especially if you're fighting for the right thing, if you're fighting for justice, because God is justice, yep. and he will make sure that it is seen through if you never give up and continue to pray, because he's on your side, and when he's on your side, there's no one that can stand in the way. So never give up. Keep praying. Keep fighting for what's right. You will win in the end. Well, that was a great one, Matt. Brought tears in my eyes, literally. Oh, I understand where it, where that's going. I've been there before with my walk with God. Been there. We have. We all have, and we we need to never give up. Yep. Well, guys, I think it's time for a celebration. We just completed our first episode, Soul Man Sessions. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back next week. And I'm Blake. That's Matt Crump. Mm -hmm. Just remember, don't you fear. There's always a tear in your beer. Thanks for listening. Good night, everybody. There's a tear in my beard Cause I'm crying for you, dear You are on my lonely mind Into these last few beers I have shed a million tears Beer, cause I'm crying for you.